Welcome in, everybody, on a Friday night edition of the Fused Relativity Podcast. A uh, little change up this week. John, how are you doing? Uh, in pain. <laughs> gout is no fun. Oh, yeah, gout's the worst. I've got it. Not currently, but it sucks. You're down in gout in Beverly Hills? <laughs> 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 I, I'm up. I, 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 you know what? I drove to uh, with the windows down to go pick up some Moe's barbecue uh, while listening to Zydeco music. So I had a nice Friday. It's a nice. Uh, uh, I'm uh, full of barbecue and I have two and a half more pounds for the next two days. So I'm good. It's like you've got a pretty good uh, recommendation of Moe's barbecue. That's twice. You've mentioned it on the podcast. Is it well? Hey, that that's one of my favorite places to go. I, I think I first went there for it was like uh, before a Red Rocks concert. Somebody introduced one of my friends introduced me to that place, and I've gone back a bunch. And yes, I recommend the Hot Links. That's my personal favorite, but uh, never steered me wrong. Everybody loves. How are you? Like you? How about this? Why? So, so, do you want to explain why we're doing the show on Friday? Because uh, it's been Saturday ever since, but today's something something different. Well, we had uh, originally planned to do this episode on Saturday, but me and my wife are expecting our second baby, and we got pushed into a early induction we'll call it that so our baby will be born this weekend hence i pushed the podcast up to friday uh as a programming note i will be probably a little bit scarce (laughs) for the next couple weeks doing just the podcast uh no baseball even if you're on the podcast you're probably you'll be sleeping so you'll just be you snoring (laughs) but you'll be there in spirit Hopefully I won't have any problems. I should theoretically be able to get on the podcast. So second one's always easiest. So you made you made a child. What mold did you use on your 3D printer? <laughs> oh, this is a okay, this is not a 3D printer. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is a legit <laughs> baby coming into the world. We're super excited, but that yeah, that's pretty much why we moved it to Friday. And uh, let's hope I fought him on it. I was I pouted, but you know what? I figured let him let him have it. Don't let him be a big baby about it. We can. So you're welcome, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) No, congratulations. And yeah, you should maybe a picture or something of the young tyke or something. People love adorable babies. Well, it's Chris's. I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, had to go there, huh? (laughs) the baby will take after tiffany and not uh, be uh unpleasant on the eyes (laughs) so your brother i wasn't even i was going to be nice i was i was trying to lay off the smell jokes but he went uh looks so that's nice you know we did have a discussion on how the world doesn't need to see more of my face with the goatee so yeah yeah it was already, it was kind of low-hanging fruit, I feel. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. You know. So what do we, uh, so the top, um, so congratulations on the baby and whatnot. Um, and now we're going to, was it, we're back to space? Some uh, some new SpaceX news? <laughs> uh, yes. So I know last week we talked about how NASA had awarded SpaceX the um contract for the moon landing something came out just uh i want to say it was like at least i saw it about two hours ago where because of blue origin and i'm trying to remember the name of the second one um dynetics they have uh put the uh contract or suspended the contract until the dispute is resolved between uh SpaceX. Blue, Blue Origin, which is Amazon's Jeff Bezos's company, he was the one who really started all of that. He thought it was uh, 
there was a problem with NASA picking the Starship and SpaceX, so he's just disputing that they should have been considered. Well, in fairness, they were. It's just that their proposals all did not meet the requirements of the contract. And because of, um, I think it was a cut to the budget, they had to, because I was reading up on it, and they wanted to pick two to keep competition going. So, I, you know, idealistically, it would have been two companies sending people to the moon. The problem was with budget cuts from uh, the government, they had to limit it and say, okay, well, SpaceX is the only one that fits into the, the current proposal or our current budget and whatnot. So they're the ones that got it. And um, Blue Origin and Dynetics weren't exactly thrilled with that. I heard Amazon just gave them a bunch of bad Amazon reviews, and that's how they <laughs> got their rate. That's so. I think I think there's some dastardly deeds afoot from Amazon. <clears throat> well, I heard that also the Chinese are looking at building their own space station now, which may have put a little more pressure on the whole process as well. Well, not just looking to; they've already launched the first uh, module. It's part of the reason why a lot of people think Russia's looking to back out of the ISS is um, they want to start working with the Chinese on their uh, space station, which is something that we currently politically are not able to do. So the Russians would just sort of piggyback or team up with the Chinese instead of having to start from scratch on their own? Yeah. And I know I'm probably wrong, but I I think the only one I know they've had the Mir space station, but the ISS they they piggybacked on and added their modules to um, after it was already in construction. And I I could be wrong. My my knowledge of the ISS is lacking to say the least. Well, the. SN15, I saw, had some news. They uh, did the static fire tests on it. Yes. Uh, they static fired it. I want to say it was it was either Wednesday or, and possibly Thursday. And then when they tried to, they were going to try and launch it today, but for some reason it canceled. Or scrubbed, I should say. And I didn't, I wasn't following it close enough to see what the reason was that they, uh, they scrubbed it today. I heard they scrubbed it because they wanted to watch scrub reruns. <laughs> and I don't think, uh, I don't think that's very mature of them. They, they've been, the reruns have been around forever. Let it go, guys. It was decent. It was a good show, but come on, go fly the spaceship thing. <laughs> well, I'm kind of interested to see if it does actually launch and do what it's supposed to this time, because I think they're miles ahead of everybody else. Well, and that's just doing, just doing some research on it and seeing where they're at versus the other companies. If they can get this thing up and going, why not give them the contract? Cause they're there already. Well, and that's the other thing is although SpaceX is just, um, just doing hops and, preliminary stuff like that they're still technically miles ahead of at least blue origin um seeing as how they're uh they've only done suborbital hops so far and at least the dragon's been to space they still can't even claim that they've gotten in orbit yet with their with their rockets not to say that they won't but they're still quite a ways off from even getting to orbit as it is now i was gonna throw out there too that <clears throat> that dragon that they're shooting up there that's a beautiful piece of equipment when it i watched the launch and i watched the uh maybe the landing footage of the uh booster the thing was super cool man oh yeah so would you be willing to get a tattoo you could get a dragon tattoo <laughs> Is this a somebody with a dragon tattoo joke, Kirk? 
It could, well, you're not the girl. Oh, it's a girl with a dragon tattoo. Is the movie right? Yes. So you're the you're the 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 soon to be father of two with the dragon tattoo. It's not <laughs> as alluring. Uh, it doesn't really pop. I don't think the kids are gonna go see it. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think so. But no, I was just uh, I was watching that launch, and I thought, well, it's no wonder that SpaceX is so far ahead. They're, I mean, the fact that they got this thing up, and this one, I think you said last week was flown like seven times or nine I times. Can like actually that. tell you, um, because there was a post on I don't know which orbit or which rocket what it was, but there is one. Most of their rockets right now that they're flying have been into or have been launched seven times. The highest one is nine. Or possibly eight. Since we're talking numbers, why why is it SpaceX? Is that a Roman? It's not like space. It's like outer space number ten, and you know it's not Roman numeral thing, is it? Uh, you're you're asking the guy that uh, well, not me, but Musk himself. Uh, if you've ever looked at the Tesla model number model, um, it's S, model S, model three, model X, and model Y. Those are the only models he makes. Well, it spells out sexy. Oh, the, <laughs> see the way you, the way you read off the letters was so unsexy. My mind was thinking not in the right area. So could you could you read them off again and slower? No. Model S. <laughs> Model 3. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Look, we're trying to get listeners and ratings. We got to sex cells. No. All right. 3D, <laughs> back to 3D printers. <laughs> uh, trying to think if there was anything else space related wise. I know there was a, a, another launch, but I don't, honestly, I don't really pay attention to much outside of uh, space exosphere. Despite the fact that I should. Oh, well, the continuity. Kind of, yeah, the in, I was waiting to see if you were done with SpaceX because the ingenuity, which, by the way, that animation is still cool, but it flew for the fourth time successfully this morning, and they pushed it a little further this time because they've been increasing the amount of time and distance that it flies as a wrap up to the testing phase of the helicopter and today's flight was only 16 feet which is where it's been for the last couple of flights but it flew down 400 and i think 33 feet and then back 433 feet uh and the flight time was 117 seconds so almost two minutes and 860 some feet that it round trip so they pushed it about as far as they think they can well the good i was gonna say oh, um a lot of times when they're like oh it has a flight time of well look at past mars rovers like what was the one that they put up not too long ago that finally ran out of battery it was only supposed to operate for like a year or two, and it went for five. Their their I mean, I, estimates I, I, are very conservative, and um, yeah, they're they're not. I bet they installed they, they they installed an arm that smacked the battery when it was going. That's how they got it to last that long. That's a little <laughs> little known. It's uh, just with the remote controls, the same thing. I think you are talking about the Curiosity. Yeah. Was it Curiosity? I thought it was the one before Curiosity, though. Oh, yeah, you're right, because Curiosity was the one that's already up there. Did it kill a cat? <laughs> but yeah, like, they're, they're very conservative when it comes to estimates. So, yes, they can push it to the limit where they're like, this is guaranteed to work for this long. But I bet you if they tried, they're going to push it to where it can, just outside of its its margins to see what it can actually do well and on that note march 3rd was supposed to be the end of the testing period for the ingenuity they were given it 30 days 
that's it. We're not playing with it anymore. We're going to continue with our science projects. Well, today they announced that they've actually extended the testing period of this helicopter for another 30 days. And now that they've had so much success with it, they're actually going to start flying it with the rover and using it as kind of an aerial scout vehicle to kind of work hand in so hand. A, a drone, if you will, so to speak, like just, just to get like a, a camera on it to see what, what it can find. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're just using it as like a, you know, oh, well, let's go look and see what's up ahead so that we know what we're getting into before we try and drive over there. Aerial reconnaissance. Low recon, little recon. That'd be a cool nickname for it. We're going to call it little recon. Well, and I think that's the ultimate goal with these because that's what Dragonfly is going to do, right? Or is I, I'm trying to remember. I don't know much on Dragonfly. It's only something well, that I've seen pop up recently. Dragonfly is the one they're trying to fly to Titan, and that one's going to be more of a... It will be reconnaissance, but it's actually going to be, instead of using a lander or, you know, a, a rover, they're hoping that Dragonfly will be the actual vehicle that they use to explore the planet or the moon. But the... Basically, article I saw said that they're going to now try and show how a rover and a helicopter can work together to navigate other planets. And I'm willing to bet that this is going to be the future of planet expo exploration going forward. Oh, absolutely. Um, and now that they're going to use it kind of to piggyback with uh, the rover itself, that's going to be huge. And likely any future rover that's not, you know, manned is going to have a drone with it to fly around and do reconnaissance. Oh, my God. And, and a helicopter and a, uh, a like this is like this is a Pixar movie. This is, you know <laughs> what I mean? Come on. Exploring Mars, the, the helicopter and the what, the what is it? Not the drone. What, what is it? The rover, the rover and the helicopter buddy picture on mars come on it rates itself good cop bad cop which is funny because on their uh one of the things i enjoy about nasa's twitter well i kind of like it but i don't is they give personalities to the rover or the helicopter they kind of talk in their own personality as a robot and so yeah i could see a good cop buddy movie coming out of that So the commissioner who's mad at him and they got one more he's going to retire but he's got to come out of retirement to solve it because they stole his robot daughter yeah i mean all the <laughs> cliches just <laughs> well the the well oh, i i completely lost my train of thought there um now that we've flown a drone on mars i think the next big thing would be venus and having a uh, something that can fly in that habitable zone on Venus and doing scientific missions there. Is Venus the next closest one or just the, the closest in atmosphere? Like, what's the deal with Venus? So Venus has, like, the surface of Venus is caustic acid rain, you know, nightmare fuel. The Was it the Russians that successfully landed a, a probe? Uh, it didn't last. It's very... like rain. It's like raining monster energy drink is what I'm picturing. Essentially, it just burns. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's clouds of sulfuric acid. So basically, it's legitimate acid rain, and it's so sweater weather. I'm actually looking at it uh, right now, and it says that the thick atmosphere traps the sun's heat, resulting in surface temperatures higher than 880 degrees Fahrenheit, which is yeah. Anything we land on the surface is, you know, we'll get a few minutes at most, and it's done. So that, that's the next place you want to go to? That well, place? there's a Goldilocks zone where the atmospheric pressure is equal to Earth's. And um, there was a uh, experiment done from Earth that detected potential life on Venus in this habitable zone. So I think 
exploring that habitable zone with some kind of, you know, blimp or something that can fly at that altitude would be the next thing. They call it Goldilocks. I like that. Did you ever think uh, if they updated Goldilocks, it would, shoot, it would be just like an Airbnb and it was a big misunderstanding? She's like, no, I booked this. I'm supposed <laughs> to. You guys put it up on your, don't try to eat me, dummies. <laughs> I was also, I'm just looking, John, and it says that on the ground, the atmosphere on Venus is so, is heavy enough to feel like you were one mile deep underwater. So oh, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Well, so you that's... wouldn't. You wouldn't necessarily be able to land something. I mean, you could land it, but well, I mean, having something fly would be really tough on no, ground level. On ground level, yes. Like I said, there's that zone. Um, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it myself. I just said Goldie Duck instead of Goldilocks. Um, <laughs> That's okay. You you know you're thinking of the Aflac. You need insurance. You crossed them up. It happens. Don't worry. Goldie Duck. <laughs> just Aflac, just right. There you go. Boom. While John's looking that up, uh, I was going to pose the question of, so now that we've had this helicopter flying on Mars and doing its thing, I think the only limitation is how long the solar array lasts on the helicopter because flying around and creating dust, I'm I'm wondering how long it'll take before the solar array gets, you know, like solar panels. Is that what I'm picking? Sort of like solar panels absorbing and then using that to power uh, like a battery. Yeah, solar array just is the solar panels that they use to charge with. It's the same thing you're thinking of. But it's getting dusty from the space dust that it's knocking up with its propellers. Well, well, remember the rover that we talked about that its last words were batteries low and it's getting dark? Well, the reason it was is the solar panels got too dusty and it couldn't charge correctly anymore. So that's one of the big problems they have with some of these vehicles is after a while it just gets too dusty and they don't charge and then the batteries die. So do we have like a pledge bot? You know, just a little <laughs> pledge make it smell like lemon makes everything better that's my thought something like that well and i couldn't find anything definitive but think of uh star wars in cloud city <clears throat> I w it just was that's weird <laughs> <laughs> but that that's what a lot of people are suggesting is that or some of the theories I said that Venus could be more habitable than Mars just because of the the zone on Venus where there is atmospheric pressure and everything's very similar to Earth's. I think there's still going to be a problem making it affordable housing. I mean, you're going to have, you know, people are having apartments and no one can afford to live on Venus. So that's going to be, it's going to be tough. Well, and I don't think anybody will want to live on Venus. Yeah. So... Yeah, a little, little hot, a little acidic. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the possibility. The pool adjacent, which is a problem. It's got, you know. <laughs> so I've got some, I got some trivia for you, Kirk. And I don't know if you know this or not, Chris. It just made me think of it. But what planet is the closest to every other planet? What planet is closest to every other planet? Yeah. If uh, if a planet's had buddies, which planet would be every other planet's buddy? My guess is Jupiter, uh, but that doesn't sound right to me. So you're a pairing, like to, like so, like Saturn like if, is close. I don't know. I like, at any given point, what planet is closest to all other planets? Your face. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll, say, I'll just say Saturn. And it's a total guess. Mercury. 
because of the the distance between all the planets, um, Mercury is always the closest to pretty much every planet because it uh, goes around the sun so fast. And because all the other planets are usually, you know, quite a ways away from each other, it is technically. And the it's got it's got abandonment issues. It's a little clingy. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think the, that's the problem. But they there was a study that yeah, Mercury is usually the closest planet to any other planet at any given time. Hmm, that's interesting. Did not know that. And it's See? learning every something new on Fuse relatively. Look. You're not reading a book, but you're still learning, people. That's what <laughs> the power of the podcast. Look at that. Making people marginally smarter every week. Right. <laughs> well, it's better for their cholesterol than real butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we have some more debate this week, so I say let's jump into Kirk's Corner and see what we got going on. What do you think? Sounds right. good. Now Sending me to the corner. Like I said earlier, because of uh, aforementioned gout, I, I did nothing this week. I had a lot of plans and then just no motivation to do anything because every time I moved, it hurt. John, that pizza, you're going to at least have to get rid of it. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's weeks old by now. Even I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, even Chris wouldn't eat it if it's, yeah, I mean, I mean, a week at the most. When it starts getting crunchy, when it's cold, that's a bad sign. <laughs> We'll take it away, um, Kirk. Yeah, it's your corner. All right, hey, welcome to my corner. Yeah, we got sent to the corner. Kirk's corner. Um, so we, last week we did, I told some jokes from my first set ever, so it got me thinking about old comedy stuff, and I was digging some old notebooks, so I thought it would be fun. Um, here's the thought. I'm going to read you five jokes, and you guys uh, have to choose, you have to tell me if uh, when I wrote that joke, was I in my 20s? my 30s or my 40s. So you have to use a little context clues and try to puzzle it out. I think it'll be fun. It'll, we, can, we can tell jokes and then you guys can try to puzzle it out. Um, so you, you understand? Do you guys get it? Everybody on board? Go team, go. Got it. Yep. I, I'm making a scoreboard right now. Hey, hey, we got a scoreboard. Oh, nice. That was quick. Look at this. It's like real life graphics, just live, boom, on the spot. Okay. I would so, hold yeah, on, Kirk, Kirk, real quick. Yes. I just, I just want to point out just to the viewers. Without John, this podcast <laughs> wouldn't exist. Just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, we would be doing it with like by pigeon carrier. Like that's <laughs> that's the level of technology that Chris and I know. And others like smoke signals podcasts is not. Kids don't hashtag that well. So thank you, John, for knowing how to work the magic computer box. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so let's, I got five of them. Uh, I got a couple, and I got a mix. A couple of them are, are kind of bits. A couple of them are one-liners, but okay, so here we go. Let's start with, um, let's start with this one. Okay, so was I in my 20s, 30s, or 40s when I wrote this joke? In grade school, a girl started playing footsie with me. She gave me athlete's foot. It burned every time I walked to P.E. Boom. Okay, so. I'm going to say 20s. All right, we're going to vote for the 20s. I'm going to guess you were 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will say 30s. You're say th okay, you know what? Actually, uh, we're going to give that one. That's John, you are correct. I was in my 20s. I started doing stand-up when I was 21. That was um, that was an early one. All right, so the next one, how about this one? We got, um, where in the world did Carmen Sandiego retire? There's always, where was she? I want to know where she retired. I'm going to go ahead and say that was a 40s joke. Yeah, I'm going to say 30s. Is it 40s and 30s? You know, actually, that it's one to one, buddy. Chris, you're on the board. One hey. to one. All right. Look at that. That's so you would think uh, the Carmen Sandy, I would be, yes, a young child, but that popped into my head. I think that was during the pandemic. I was like, what? I wonder if Carmen Sandiego is doing the pandemic. I think it would sponsored that one, triggered that one. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is joke number three. 
Um, okay. Uh, I had two suspicious looking moles removed from my front yard. Uh, they were wearing trench coats and fedoras talking into their wristwatches. Very suspicious. I'm gonna go, go ahead, John. 40s. Oh, and I'm going to say 30s because he hasn't thrown a 30s joke out yet. Wow. But, hey, you are correct. I was a... Uh, yes, I, I, li I was living in a house, so I think uh, moles popped in my head and in Arizona, skin cancers everywhere. So, yes, 30s, two to one. All right. All right, we got another one. How about, um, all right, this one's a little juvenile. If you don't support consonants, you're part of the vowel movement. That's, <laughs> that is a, if you like um, uh, English references to poop jokes this is right up your alley <laughs> john oh. <laughs> oh i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it's 20s i was gonna say that but i'll go with 30s oh you guys are both wrong that was i was in my 40s <laughs> when i wrote that immature poop joke. look at that <laughs> zigging well you thought i was zagging i should be more mature you guys are way wrong um <laughs> wow <laughs> wow that's all you can say you're having another child tomorrow and i i wrote that a week ago okay you are um, not allowed to babysit oh come on okay right now nah, you're, you're right okay um okay this is a good one how about this i got this is a a uh, i have a cold weather driving tip never fart in your car when it's cold because here's the thing, you fart in your car, you come back two hours, four hours, eight hours later, that fart is still going to be there. That fart is going to be fresh. Basically, in the cold weather, what you've done, you've turned your car into a fart fridge. <laughs> All so. right. I'm going to go 40s. Oh, and I'm going to say 30s, because that's when Kirk probably moved here, so... Those are both good guesses, but no, that was 20s. I, I went to college up in Flagstaff, which that was the first time cold weather. So that was, that's where that one came from. It just, but just trust me, people, don't do it. It's, it's <laughs> not going to end well. I'm bored with it. Yeah, actually, that was all five. So you guys missed two. So that was yeah, uh, just one. Two to one. Wow. I stumped you on a couple. Nice. That's not bad. You all right. So there, what do you what do you think about them apples? <laughs> through through the ages, I haven't there's a fart joke and a poop joke, and there's 20 years in between them. <laughs> well, the good news is, is I uh enjoyed all of them. That was, you know, it's a nice start. And I won, so that's always cool. He's such a competitive doing this. Yes, yeah. As long as you won. <laughs> I was hoping to win because it'll probably be the only thing I win tonight. Oh yeah. Yeah, John we got more Sucker. baseball coming up. By the way, no one mentioned my name, my new name, the running gag. Kirk Gibson. Oh, so, Kirk, exactly. Kirk, I I apologize that I did not bring it up. And I'm bummed too because it's kind of our thing. Kirk's name this week is Kirk Gibson. It basically, yeah, there's not many other famous Kirks. So I was giving shout out to uh, one of the famous Kirks that I know, you know, uh, Detroit, you know, Tigers legend, uh, most notably, I mean, hitting the, the home run off of Dennis Eckerly in the World Series for the Dodgers to kind of pinball them, you know, uh, start the ball rolling and they won the World Series because off that momentum. So and Diamondbacks manager for a little bit, too. So, but yeah, the famous Kirk Gibson, just a little shout out. And we're doing more baseball after the podcast too, right? Yep, we are. We are. I was going to say, don't give it all away right now, Kirk, because we got a baseball stream to get into. But Kirk, Kirk Gibson, definitely one of the, uh, you know, heroes of his time with all the. Uh, Pretty gutty. Yeah. Pretty gutty. Got his clutch hits in all the time. Right. Came off the bench, hobbled with a pulled hammy to Dennis Eckerly, who was unhittable. He he was that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No more baseball talk. Well, you can yeah. say it, but yeah, but just. Well, hopefully, like, oh, uh, hopefully next week, John, the pizza will be gone, and uh, we will add something to Kirk's corner. Maybe a fart fridge. 
I'm just look, we've talked about a lot of stuff. So yeah, you have a lot to choose from, John. So yeah, no excuses for next week. Come on. But with that, I think we will exit Kirk's Corner. Oh, there we go. And John, I think we should talk. This automation debate just keeps coming back in our little uh, thread that we have going on. So I'd like to talk some more about it. I've got some interesting, uh, you know, thoughts on it. And I'm sure you do too. And, you know, Kirk, as you, you know, Kirk will throw in some random pieces here and there, but nothing. All right. (laughs) No, right. yeah, I, I just, no, no, I don't have any interesting thoughts. It's just random. Yes, you're right. No, you have valid points like an, an adult, and this guy's going to dance like a monkey, which makes no sense on a podcast. They can't see it. <laughs> uh, so the big thing, and the reason why we keep coming about or back to it is it seems like we talk about it, and then I see two or three articles during the week that talk about automation. The, the big one I saw this week was the um, – let me get it pulled up here real quick. But the, the gist of it was that they have tractors that are completely autonomous and kill weeds with lasers. So they drive around the fields and laser the weeds out of the fields instead of using pesticides or anything like that. And yeah, they're using – they're using carbon dioxide lasers and just zapping the weeds and killing them without any harm to the environment. And much faster than any humans could do. So not, not then no poisons, I'm assuming. If yes. that's, you know, they're not. Okay. Yeah. And that's the, I, the more I was looking into it, sure. The upfront cost is a lot, but when they spray the pesticides and, do all of that they have to once they go through and harvest everything they have to obviously clean all that stuff off before they can sell it so that just adds to the cost and you know this can do a hundred thousand weeds per hour that it can go through do they they actually have a driver is this a a remote control or the self-driving 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 so no so nobody's there okay it uses it drives down the road in the crops and uses cameras i think it said 12 cameras that it uses to drive and figure out what's a weed and what's a plant and then it zaps the weed now john the only problem (laughs) the only problem i saw with this is the cost well and that's they wouldn't even well it depends on how you look at it like i said if you wanted to weed a field, you would either have to use, you know, the expensive equipment to drive back and forth, which um, one of the things that one of the, the benefits of this autonomous weed killing laser machine is um, it's significantly smaller than uh, a general tractor that you would bring to spray pesticides, because if you bring a tractor to spray pesticides, you have to carry the pesticides. And to spray a whole field, the tanker would have to be large. So this is much smaller, so it can maneuver a whole lot better. Um, And then on top of that, you don't have to buy the pesticides. You don't have to wash the pesticides off after after you've sprayed them. And yes, so the, the, the laser still, like burn it. You know, the upfront cost is going to be more, but when you look at it, you know, five, ten years down the line, when it's you know the cost for it versus everything else, I think in the long run it's going to be cheaper than doing it manually. Most of the things I saw were saying that the cost could potentially be uh, recuperated in maybe one to two years, maybe three years, depending on the cost of the unit. I'm the old stick in the mud guy who's like, no robots. But from what I can tell, the labor force for people who are willing to pick weeds to make a little bit of money doesn't exist. It's all filtered away. Nobody wants to do it. So, 
in this scenario, I can't even argue with it because, okay, so you got no. It's not automating five. jobs people want. Well, getting rid of yeah, people don't no longer want to do. Because I mean, if you think about it, uh, oh, the stream disconnected there for a second. Um, if you think about it, the Oop, hold on. I just talked about you being the tech guy. Come on, John. Well, I, right, and I was already thinking about it. I can't hold on. I'm already the, the thought train has left the station. Well, at least we're still recording. Uh, let me do something real quick. You guys are going to lose the little live view. Oh, yeah. well, it says cricket noises, but you never hear the cricket noises. <laughs> uh, they have actual. Is how much would it cost? Well, the uh, there we go. The, but the robots in this scenario, I'm actually okay with, which is, you know, makes me sad because I you know, don't want to see robots. But people are you want to be anti-robot so bad, but this one won you over. Yeah, it has to, because people don't want to do the job. No pesticides is better for everybody. And, you know, we're trying to kill weeds. I mean, it's a pretty simple right. process. And is, and, the, does the laser just burn them, is what I'm picturing? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. But And so... Oh, I was going to say, before we got the stream kind of went weird there... Um, the problem is if the farmers want to keep a profit, you know, just like with anything, you can't charge or, you know, pay people a ton to come in and do work that they wouldn't want to do. Like if you were offered a job, $50 an hour to go pick weeds in a, a field, would you do it? $50 an hour? Sure. It's hypothetical. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, hard to turn down 50 bucks an hour. You would last six hours in the sun, and then you'd say, screw this, my back is killing me, and tap out. It'd be a, you know, six times 50, 300 <laughs> bucks. I could, you know, it's doable. But, I mean, that's that's kind of where it's it's leaning to. You know, these jobs that are physically demanding, you know, it's, they have to be compensated well to do them. And sometimes that just isn't the, the case. Right, because the thinking is, well, it's just blue-collar work, so it's not doesn't take brain power, so why are we going to pay these guys? I think that's there's a bias towards physical jobs like that. And I think but certain ones like you have to pay people that much because they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna damage and torture their bodies for less than I don't know, twenty-five bucks an hour or something like that. Yeah. Well, my you know, this is the one scenario where I was like, okay, I can jump on board with a robot weed zapper. All right, that's okay. Especially it's more efficient. Nobody wants the job. And the limitation right now is just the price because from what I can tell, most farmers wouldn't be able to afford something like that. And the story that you sent me said that they had already sold out of their 2021 models and i don't even know how many that means but production might be an issue as well well and i'm sure i'm sure that's part of it is you know the, the demand is going to be high and it's going to be hard to be met but the more that are the more demand there is the more there's going to be to produce them. And just like with everything automation, sure, the upfront cost is going to be massive, but what happens when you have, like I'm assuming this is only one company right now that's that's making these, but what happens when there's, you know, 20 companies making them? Right, the cost comes down, and, and it pays for itself, then it gets reasonable, and then it becomes yeah. just like every other piece of technology. And but my, to me, it's my big fear. Like, you know, on Halloween during a vicious rainstorm, there's going to be a thunderstorm that's going to make these robot 
tractor laser shooters go bad. Uh, you know what I mean? There's no way these robots aren't going to go on a killing spree if they've got their lasers. Just that's See, a fact. And that's that's a valid concern to be afraid of the you know robots with CO two powered lasers. I would agree. As robots go, you know what I mean? Like the the scan machine at the grocery store. I'm not that. I could take them in a fight, but yeah, I mean <laughs> lasers that kicks it up a notch. <clears throat> the interesting uh, one that I I think. I sent over to you guys, which bummed me out because I can't believe I'm going to bring this up. <clears throat> they Domino's is bringing back the Noid oh, commercials yeah. because <laughs> apparently pizza robot delivery is actually going to be a thing where they're trying to deliver pizza with robots. That's what? the one scenario again, where I'm against it, but well, and... it's totally happening. And that's that's what we were talking about is a lot of people are trying to turn a blind eye and saying, oh, well, this isn't coming. This isn't coming. But was it it's Domino's that's running the ads, right? Because they're the ones that have the autonomous uh, pizza deliverer, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. And they, they have the Noid. So and that's just it. That's that's one specific market. You know, people are going to say. Oh, it's just Domino's that's doing it. It's okay. It, you know, I just have to walk out to pick up my pizza. That that's no big deal. But what happens when it's, you know, <clears throat> that translates to Pizza Hut or it translates to, you know, every fast food company that the 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 fact of autonomous robots delivering your food would cut out all delivery drivers like DoorDash. There's just there's no way a college kid is gonna get a uh, robot delivery guy high. So that's <laughs> I mean, that's a problem, right? How else are they gonna tip them? Well, there's there's a lot of semantics that go into this because I have lots of questions, like probably most people do, as far as if you order your pizza from your local Domino's, just the distance from my house to my Domino's isn't that far, but I don't see. A robot navigating that you Why? know right off the bat based off of our robot technology now but i feel our, bad our autonomous for... driving technology right now is excellent google all the companies that have autonomous cars have pretty much showcased almost flawless execution i want to say the autonomous car google was driving had something like a million miles on the road and the accidents it had were all people running into it. Well, and that's my, that's kind of my point is like, I'm worried about it only because, okay, how many pizza delivery drivers do you think there are in the, you know, in the United States? Hundreds just of thousands. For, yeah. And just for Domino's, you could probably say hundreds of thousands. So, what are you going to do with all those people that are just freshly out of a job? Are they going well, to have to go pick weeds? Oh, wait, they can't. Well, and that's that's the can't whole crutch of the weeds. the whole crutch of this debate is it's coming faster than a lot of people are willing to realize, and that's why it's definitely something that needs to be brought into the public's attention so that um, we can be proactive about it. Because unless there's something, some way to curb the autonomous nature that's coming, which, let's be realistic, in today's climate, it's not likely. Because I would bet that um, Domino's ordering 100,000 pizza delivery cars that can do their job without, you know, tip or you know, being paid is going to be a lot more incentivizing to them than paying drivers. Because if it wasn't, I, they wouldn't be looking into it. I heard that if uh, all delivery, pizza delivery drivers aren't automated in the next 30 minutes or less, it's free. So, <laughs> come on, you guys. Remember 30 minutes or less or it was free until they ran people oh, yeah. over and they stopped doing that? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's kind of why this whole debate started or why we're starting to do debates is that autonomy is coming and it's going coming a lot faster than people 
would like to think it's coming. Which is, you know, and from my perspective, because I like to try and argue against it because I don't necessarily think we should replace people with robots, but I'm okay with a robot on Mars and a little helicopter robot. So as long as they do it on other planets, I think I'm all right with it. That's good. Actually, you know, since episode four, we actually automated John. He's been a robot <laughs> since then. So you didn't even notice, did you, people? That's... Didn't even notice. Not the first time I've been called a robot. <laughs> it was a risky operation, but. Uh... Hey, you know what? It was money well spent. You know, 20 bucks. Boom. He's a robot. Problem solved. He's 12% more efficient. <laughs> 12... Oh, I'm kidding. 12%. Damn. But I hopefully everybody can see my side as far as, well, you know, trying to parse he, that out. I mean, that's the crux of the situation is you're not in the minority when it comes to this debate. Most people don't want this because, like you said, it's going to put a lot of people out of work. I mean, like I said, you know, when we first talked about this, the truckers or basically delivery people getting automated is going to put a you know, close to million two million people out of jobs and that's why i wanted to debate was to show that this is coming a lot faster than a lot of people are thinking it's coming well and it just dawned on me and i i'm bummed that i almost forgot about it but i was going to talk about the 3d printed homes uh we spoke about those in i think episode two it was weeks back but I've been doing a little more digging into the 3D printed homes, and there's a lot more companies now coming out with these. And it moved really, really fast. But they have some now, like in Italy, where they are creating like wasp style wasp nest homes, but they're using the uh, clay from the area, from the ground, in assistance with making these homes. We, I guess we don't need to get too far into those, into the homes themselves, but I started thinking about it from a ro robotics perspective, and I said, how many people do you think it would take to build a small home in anywhere? You know, contractors, subcontractors, workers, all those people. Well, now you've got a robot printing this 3D home in... They said, you know, some of these companies can do it in 200 hours, which is, you know, a week. So there goes even more jobs, especially since construction costs are so high. You can buy this printer, do all the work, and not have to pay anybody. Not where do the not necessarily true because, sure, the you're basically putting you're building the skeleton of the house. You're not wiring it. You're not plumbing it. You're not, you know, insulating. Well, it's kind of insulated, but you're not doing the fancy trim and all that. Robots aren't there yet. But yes, you're right. A lot of the, the standard nailing boards to a frame type jobs, this could affect. Right, but I'm just saying, like, the ones that I was speaking towards in Italy with the wasp style they're only doing small homes as like a way to uh, fix the housing crisis so that people can get, they're not huge homes, but they're not teeny tiny homes. And they print the whole house from front to front to back with this 3d printer. So you literally only need people to monitor the printer. And, and it seems like the tiny homes are the way that a lot of people are going just because there's, uh, you know, living in a, if you're living in a big bustling city, there's no room. And also the cost is, is in just it, to me, I think a tiny home keeps you from buying crap you don't need. So it's, it's good for pack rats and stuff. Cause you're like, you look, you literally have no room for any more stuff. So don't even think about it. Well, and in fairness, nobody will have jobs, so they can't buy money, anything anyway. So <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I think bad. the corporate, the corporations just it, it eventually like if 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 Jeff Bezos and Amazon and Google, like if you guys have all of the money, nobody can buy the crap you make anymore. So who are you selling to? At a certain well, point, there's a tipping point of profit where it's like we got no money. 
And at that point, they won't care because they have all the money. Just what's their end game? You know what I mean? Like, look, we have it all. It just it just seems like a if it was any other thing but money, these guys would be forced into a twelve step rehab because it's like they're it's like it's addiction. It's unhealthy. What are you going to do with eighty seven billion dollars? Share. Well, that's the logical step from you know most people, but when you have that much money, it's it's not about that anymore. It's just who it's just it's just, it's an ego thing. Rich guys who has more numbers in their bank account. It's not what I can do with it. It's just an ego trip, and it's it's sick. It's gross. Yes. Well, you know, regardless on that aspect of how you think about it, I don't know where I stand one way or the other. But the the uh, Chris is just sad because he'll never have a million dollars. Well. <laughs> I don't have the brain power for that. And I'd probably I'd probably spend it all on cheeseburgers, so waste of money. No, it's not. I love them. It's a lot of cheeseburgers. <laughs> but just, you know, looking at the impact of it, it just seems like it could end up poorly for us. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, it will. Hence why, you know, bringing it up, talking about it, gets it into the public eye. Yeah, heads up, people. Before <laughs> it's... Are gonna put you yeah i mean there's absolutely going to be jobs that withstand it but are the jobs that withstand like stripper. it probably <laughs> robot strippers are coming i mean but that's not coming soon probably it just kind of it kind of reminds me of uh idiocracy the movie if you've ever seen it oh great movie mike judge beavis and butthead office space brilliant yes. <laughs> i was gonna say they will uh uh, sorry, going back to your stripper, there could always be strippers for the robots, Kirk. So, so wait, stripper, because men, people, aren't human beings aren't going to have any jobs anymore. The robots are going to have the jobs, so they're going to have the money, so the robots are going to go to the strip clubs and get lands. <laughs> Is that okay. where you're going? I take it you've never seen Futurama. But, nah, I'm more of a Simpsons cat. I've I've caught, I've dabbled, but yeah, no, that was that was a, a running theme in uh, Futurama. The robots would go to strip clubs, where other I robots were, you know, the strippers. Oh, so robot strippers too? Yes. Uh, well, that was. I mean, we we, we it's is it time to get off topic yet? Because we kind of it got a little depressing. We saved it with strippers, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Always saved by strippers, but yeah. Robot, stri robot strippers save the day once again. I think we should go a little off topic, and I think John's got something lined up straight off the bat. So, John, what you got? I was just going to talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, leaving the Packers. He tried to go to the Broncos. Okay, so I'm a sports guy, and... I got fooled into that for like a good solid half hour last night. And from what I can tell, all the reports were wrong and he wasn't necessarily even close to being traded. Now, yes, he does want to leave, but he wasn't close to getting traded. Will he get traded later on? Probably. But he wasn't almost a Bronco. No, 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 no. I know that. Well, the thing that came out today was he's threatening to retire now. Well, he's got to be almost 40, isn't he? He's 37. Okay, a little younger than I thought. But, yeah, I mean, he's getting up there. I think Tom Brady's throwing off the curve because he's in his, you know, he's like 57 and he's still going. So it kind of <laughs> ruins it for the other guys to say, like, hey, I'm old. Like, hey, Brady's still doing it. <laughs> well... I think what Rodgers is doing is he's essentially going to get traded. And my sources that I look in. So the internet. Eh, kind of, but. Uh, Your sources. <laughs> You're talking to a guy like at a parking garage with a trench coat, like the, my suspicious molds. <laughs> I'm not going to say confirm or deny, but. No, uh, Jim, 
June 2nd is, uh, if he gets traded after June 2nd, the Packers don't have any cap hit. And he's going to push their hand. The Broncos here in Denver actually are one of his landing spots that he wouldn't mind going to. And that, they're the, the the Raiders and oh the else. Broncos would love that another another aged old quarterback to try to save the come on at know, least Rodgers is good that, that's a good storyline you know hey Peyton Manning came in and this guy can do it too I mean I could I could see the fans getting behind that yep <laughs> and so in five weeks or or so we might still see Aaron Rodgers as a Bronco but. I was really kind of bummed because I got sucked into it last night. I thought for sure we were going to see a draft day trade of Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos, and it was uh, it was thrilling there for a few minutes. Well, and the, the problem is the Packers don't want to let Rodgers go because in reality they, he's the best chance of them getting a Super Bowl. Yeah, but it's all pretty much done because he'll either he'll just threaten to retire and. If he retires, then they get nothing. So they'll at least try and trade for some future picks or some players or something. Yeah. It's really sad to see him go because, I mean, I, I've been a Packers fan. Well, Kirk, fan. what do you got for off-topic? Any Anything off-topic this week? Oh, was that me? I just... <laughs> yeah, I know. He just cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my – can can you pull it up? Because mine mine is actually a feel good story. It's a there's a, there's a video of a police officer in uh, uh, in Colorado who uh, she found a skunk that had a milkshake cup on its head. So it was clearly going for the sugar and it got it stuck. So it's it's sweet because she talks to it like it's a dog. It's it literally she's like, oh hold on there, buddy. It's it's really just. You know, police has been getting a lot of bad rap. So just the, because like literally she got the cup off of his head. She didn't get sprayed, which was heroic. And the skunk didn't sexually assault any cats that <laughs> accidentally got a white strip. So it was just a win, 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 win. Um, so I guess we're, we don't have the video. Well, if you can find it, just Google it, skunk, but... skunk milkshake. Um, but I, and seriously, I, my first thought was, Chris, have you ever worked with skunks? Because I imagined you would be perfect because you'd almost be immune, you know, with the odor. Because I, 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 I'm willing to bet, and I, you, John, you've known your brother for a bit. I'm willing to bet $25 that, uh, Chris, you've never been sprayed by a skunk because game respects game. <laughs> is what I'm saying. The skunk would be like, look, it'd be like a force field and they would just cancel each other out. Kirk, I'm going to tell you a very true story. I have actually been sprayed by a skunk. But, what? yes, uh, when I was a kid, I did get sprayed by a skunk. I was trying to remember who it happened to. I don't know that I had developed my full body odor yet. So that might <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, wait, have you, did you pass puberty? Were you, uh, I was just about to say, were you wearing deodorant, but that's a stupid question. Were you, were you like 12 or 13? Like that's, oh, yeah, I come on. Were you way younger than that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Then you were, yeah. Then you hadn't, you hadn't developed your funk yet. So that doesn't count. And <laughs> the, the skunk was like, Hey, just like I said, if the skunk would have smelled you now, like I said, you know, he would have said, like, oh, man, that guy's got some nasty funk. I'm staying away from that guy. Well, I appreciate the story of the cop helping the skunk better than uh, what you just rib kicked me with. But, <laughs> you know. But I, I made it to the whole end of the show. That's a good, you know what I mean? Like, it's they're getting, you know what? Maybe it might actually loop itself. So I think I might start off with a vicious rib kick at the beginning. Whenever you come back after having your baby, you'll be tired and your defenses will be down. And you <laughs> will smell bad because you haven't showered so it'll be true there's nothing you, you've got no, no leg to stand on that is very true <laughs> i like your your witness counsel come on seriously that was that was uh <laughs> guilty as charged boom okay well that was off topic so who we got one more chris you got something well unfortunately i don't uh I got a little distracted today and I didn't get my off topic 
pulled in. I apologize. That's all right. Was, uh, it was because you're having a baby. That's what yeah. it is, right? Look, it's a good <laughs> excuse to use. Yep. I didn't have lined up as I normally do. But yes, off topic, I am having a baby this weekend. And, um, you know, all things considered, we'll probably have some pictures next week. Um, well, I meant just the pride, because, like, I mean, you made me that, you know, uh, that fake dog turd. So I imagine, you know, I mean, when you have a kid, it's got to be like you made like a hundred fake dog turds. <laughs> at least, at least a hundred. <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't know how to oversell. You know, maybe a, a bazillion. That seemed a little silly, but uh, but, but even, yeah, even better. So yeah. Hopefully, not hopefully. Next week, we will have some pictures of for the op topic of a bouncing baby boy. And, right. you know, I'll make up for it. I missed a week. What can I say? <laughs> That's okay. An adore, a picture of a baby that'll bounce it out. So, so I say, when does the baby drop? But the, he's not, don't, <laughs> I hope the doctors don't drop him. Yeah, God, I hope not. Yeah, he's right. Oh, he's, he's slippery. Okay. So is it time for baseball now? Or are we moving? <laughs> I do yeah. think we will end the show there. Everybody, thanks for watching. <laughs> Uh, it is Friday night. We had a, a little different thing going on. Um, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Uh, Kirk, always nice to have you along. And, you know, we'll be on baseball here in a few minutes for the baseball stream. John, look forward to kicking your ass again. That's you know, likely going to happen. And I, I did enjoy it. So just I know I was a part I was on the show, but I enjoyed it. So tell, yeah. you know, read the book. Tell your friends. So for John, Chris, and Kirk, we'd like to wish everybody a good evening. Hopefully you follow us to the baseball stream. We'll be up in a few minutes. Yep. Doodles.